This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Oh, man, it has been a week. Right? Am I right? Everything this week has been rush here, do that, sit up straight, clean your room, go to this meeting, be here, do that. You're just exhausted. But at the time of this recording, it's Friday afternoon, and I'm recording this intro for you. Because I want you to go into your weekend enjoying a new episode of Critical Hit. And, and for me personally, I'm about ready to edit next week's episode of Critical Hit for our patrons over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And if you haven't had a moment to go and visit patreon.com slash major spoilers, take a moment and do so. Uh, go over there and see what we're doing with our Patreon page. Obviously, everything we do at Major Spoilers is completely funded through our patrons. Uh, patrons like uh, Tom and Zombieface and uh, Arend, A-R-E-N-D, who either became new members, new patrons this week, or who increased their pledges this week. And so big shout out to Tom and Zombieface and to Arend uh, for all of the uh, the kindness that they have bestowed upon us. Uh, for this week. So as patrons, they can go and listen to next week's episode of Critical Hit, as soon as I'm done editing it, of course, and they can hear it before everyone else. They also get access to character sheets. They get access to some images that we post from uh, upcoming episodes. Depending on your support level, you can come in and hang out with us at the end of every month in our VIP live chat, where we tell you some of the behind the scenes things that have gone on at uh, Major Spoilers, and who this week's VIP live chat, I got to tell you, there was some behind-the-scenes stuff that, wow. I mean, in hindsight, it's probably not that big of a deal to you, but let's just say some copyright violations may have occurred uh, to Major Spoilers in the last couple of weeks. So I'm going to talk about that at the end of the month. I think it's the 30th is the next VIP live chat. That's for our gold members and higher. But as a silver member, you get access to the Critical Hit a week early. You also get access to other shows. You know, we do a bunch of shows at the Major Spoilers Podcast Network, but we have two exclusive shows that are only for our patrons at patreon.com slash major spoilers. The first one is Flashback. That's a fan podcast about the CW series, The Flash. Matthew and I have been doing that for... Five years now, six years now, feels like forever. And we're just about ready to start our eighth season of the Flashback Podcast. So that's free, or not, not free, but it's exclusive to our Patreon page. The other one I've talked about before, and you've probably already heard a few episodes, the GM Roundtable. This is a show that we record live in the Major Spoilers Discord server 
for our patrons. So you do have to be a patron. You do have to connect your Patreon account to our Discord server. There's instructions over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. And the GM Roundtable is a show where we sit around and talk about, uh, answer your questions on how you can become a better GM. And currently, providing nothing goes wrong, again, it's been a week, ladies and gentlemen. Providing nothing goes wrong, we should have a special guest joining us on this month's GM Roundtable. Now, the next GM Roundtable will be recorded Wednesday night, October 27th, 2021. So for those of you who are listening as these shows come out, next Wednesday we'll do that. We'd love to have you there. You can ask your questions live. You can submit your questions ahead of time. It's always a good time, and it's a great way to interact with people from uh, Critical Hit. I don't know who all is going to be on it besides our special guest this week, but uh, I'm pretty sure the normal gang of of special people will will be there to uh, to answer your questions and engage with you. And I really like the GM Roundtable a lot. But there's a whole lot more over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. As I mentioned before, two exclusive Critical Hit mini campaigns that you can go and listen to. We've got uh, bonus tracks and a whole lot more. So if you have been enjoying Critical Hit all of these years, or maybe you're a new person and just love what you're hearing so far, please take a moment and go to patreon.com slash major spoilers. Be like Tom and zombie face, but don't be like Tom zombie face. Be like Tom comma zombie face and Arend who increased uh, their pledges or became new members this week. All that turns back around and allows us to create more awesome content just for you. Again, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Thank you so much. I hope you go into the weekend with a little bit of a brighter attitude, and I hope your weekend and maybe even going forward, your weeks become much, much better. And I hope all of your dice rolls are critical hits. Speaking of critical hit, here's a brand new episode just for you. Welcome to Critical Hit, a major spoilers podcast. Thank you so much for downloading and checking us out this week. Last time, Kevin, we went on a shopping spree. On Critical Hit. On Critical Hit. On Critical Hit. That's right, you did. Uh, and you purchased a bunch of weapons and armor. Most <laughs> <laughs> delayed. Hopefully things that will improve your reaction speed. Uh, there were a couple. Yeah, there were a couple of. Um, uh, weapon and armor upgrades, a couple of uh, personal augmentations, uh, such as the cybernetic implants for Skritic and the uh, crystalline tattoos uh, purchased by Vangi. Uh, and uh, you had gone through your uh, recent uh, infusion of funds from the Jabubnin's largesse uh, pretty quickly um, because you got to upgrade stuff, uh, you know, otherwise you're not on the cutting edge and, you know, you don't want to be that. You don't want to be left behind. We must keep up with the, the Jabubnin's. <laughs> the, yeah, well, like the, you got Talos out there, you know, who knows what he's going to do. Oh, screw that guy. Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> um, so the other major thing that you uh, need to attend to uh, is the social media campaign. Uh, so you have uh, corporate backing, 
helping this and you've already outlined your plan. So that's been going on while you've been traveling, while you've been uh, shopping. And uh, incidentally, also the squeaky clean uh, will need to be upgraded as well. And so to some extent uh, that that is happening uh, simultaneously. Um, we'll get to we'll get to the squeaky clean upgrades, but those take a while. Uh, so uh, just because it, it takes time to upgrade the ship, um, but I want to interject here with uh, something that happens before the ship is ready. So we'll we'll come back to the squeaky clean it and figure out uh, what all changes you, you guys want to feedback on your. What is it called? Redemption race? Is that what you're mm-hmm. you're branding? Redemption it? run. Redemption, Redemption run. run. That's right. Redemption run. Um, Redemption run. And uh, that feedback is an invitation uh, to come to a production at uh, second vault at the second vault, uh, which is. Uh, it's the name of a, a production company uh, on Absalom Station, uh, and it is run by the Church of Abadar. Uh, and Eon Souljet <laughs> speaks there regularly. Uh, 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 what do we know about Eon Souljet? So Eon Souljet, yeah, good good call on uh, the reminder there. Uh, Eon Souljet uh, is the person that you were uh, informed of uh, from uh, Zoe, uh, the Android Abolitionist Front uh, Android mechanic on Chainbreaker 1. Uh, Right, yeah, and we need to put uh, spyware in his system? That is something that uh, she asked for, yes. Um, And he is an arts director at the uh, the Church of Abadar, so he's he's fairly high up. How you would get access to his private uh, terminals, that's an interesting question, but um, you seem to have drawn possibly his attention. I'm uh, So we're going to go, or are we just to take a little shuttle pod over, or what do we need to do? Yeah, you can easily take a you can you can hire uh, a shuttle to get you to to Absalom Station. That's that's very straightforward from Akaton. Well, we're gonna we definitely go because you know that's big back in big money big attention i mean the ship is going to be upgraded we could conceivably leave the ship in the upgrade bay area or you can just even take the ship and we can say that it, you know it hasn't been upgraded yet so mm-hmm. okay either way cool. i will pilot us there <laughs> Back to Absalom Station. Uh, does anybody, is there anything relevant you guys want to do on route or any conversations? I don't want to cut you guys off. Otherwise, I'll dive right in. Um, yeah, I'll be like, uh, hey, Bob, so are we hacking this guy's terminal or what? I I mean, if this is our only chance, yes. But I was thinking uh, to go in and just kind of probe his security levels to see how easy it is to access. I mean... He's an executive, so there's a good chance his password is just password one two three four five six seven eight. Mm-hmm. But uh, on the uh, on the good chance that they actually have good security, it may take several attempts to 
you know, probe without alerting all of the uh, IT departments? Um, I'm going to guess these guys are pretty good security on account of him being the CEO of capitalism. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to probe and if I can get in, I'll get in, but it may just be a, uh, seek mission with the offhand chance that we get asked back. Or if you know, uh, how to apply some, some mind shenanigans on him to get him to, uh, invite us back multiple times, it might be easier. Or maybe just get him to, you know, take us back to his private place while we're here and then take care of that while he's, I don't know, making drinks or something. So uh, figure it out on the fly it is. Yep. We'll try to hopefully maybe distract him, but also get an invite. Charm, distract, hack, general plan. Sounds like a plan. Everything on the fly, you know, that could be a subtitle for your group. Yeah, (laughs) it could be a subtitle for this show for the past 12 years. (laughs) All right. So. Uh, you can fly back to uh, Absalom Station. You're, you're, this is a nice, easy jaunt. Real quick, um, nothing of note happens, uh, and you can uh, dock. Um, it's been a, a little bit since you've been at... Uh, well, you, you, you had to um, drift back to Absalom Station, but you didn't dock there. You didn't spend any time on Absalom. So uh, it's... It's kind of good to be back a little bit, uh, you know, the, the it's a bustling, boisterous uh, city in the middle of space. You know, there's flashing neon signs offering all sorts of intoxicants and, um, you know, VR parlors and just an extensive, you, you can buy a lot of different things here. Um, you know, it's mostly legal because it's well um policed but um you you know are able to bustle through along with everybody else um and uh make your way to uh you have like a little invite by the way uh, that came via the infosphere uh to uh second vault productions they're doing a uh live stream uh and recording and all of that uh, and you have an invitation to attend. Uh, that is going to be located at the Golden Vault, uh, which is in the ring sector of Absalom Station. Is that the fancy district? Well, the ring is mostly a middle-class kind of residential section, actually. Uh, you guys have previously been to Blue Rise Tower. That's where X-Stream Infosphere Productions is. And Blue Rise Tower is kind of a corporate-owned, uh, n- no, no public law officials can go in there. It's basically all just uh, private uh, police and security and whatever the various corporations say go um the ring uh sector is far more i guess idyllic as far as uh middle class uh accommodations go in absalom station uh it's just towers of these pretty well maintained and inoffensive condominiums that as you race by on um, some public transit train, 
uh, you see a just a steady stream of this gently curving blue steel. Um, mm-hmm. The golden vault itself stands out from the rest of the neighborhood uh, quite significantly as its tower boasts a 10-story tall symbol of Abadar in blazing gold hollow emitter glory. The symbol is usually depicted, when you've seen it before, as a futuristic key with a little city in the center of the bow of the key, like where the eye of a needle is. Um, this enormous image is is way more detailed. The teeth of the key start at s- several meters in size, but they end in tiny filaments, no larger than a few pixels across, that I guess would grip into a theoretical giant accompanying lock. Uh, the city within the symbol is also intricately designed. You can make out distinct districts and streets, a little maglev train, similar to one you're on right now, billboards, shops, all that stuff. Uh, you do not see any people depicted within the enormous sigil on the side of the building. And you can get off at a, a convenient stop here uh, for uh, commuters, and uh, you're outside one of the corporate headquarters of uh, the Church of Abadar. We'll ring the bell. Everyone be on their best behavior. This is money. So you you approach and there are security guards. You're you're welcomed into this little lobby. Um, uh, Again, all all slick and and clean and uh, gleaming. Uh, The security guards greet you in immaculate Abadar Corp formal battle suits. Uh, so they look like bodybuilders wearing tuxes, but also cyber tech armor. Uh, Sweet. Yeah. They are, these guards are simultaneously huge and intimidating and extremely well-armed, uh, but they're also very gentle and polite uh, to everyone approaching for entry, and they seem to provide excellent customer service. You guys can approach, and uh, they ask you for your your invitation, which you can transmit to them via the Infosphere connection. Done. Then the uh, guards run a series of biometric, magical, and psychic scans of all of you, and ask you to uh, stow all of your weapons. I stow my weapon in my pocket. Uh, they mean with them. As uh, always, Hecubino makes a big show of turning in the pistol that he has shot once this whole campaign. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. will turn in her weapons looking vaguely sad. Is that even possible? To for turn in her weapons? For, for uh, Bengi to look sad? Or, no, Vengi or... can totally look sad. Have you ever seen a lizard that's sad? Yes. That's oh, why I was sad. questioning your questioning. Uh, Sam has a feat that allows her to turn in all her weapons. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bent for me. Am I, am I like able to? Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, they're. Okay. Yep. Uh, and their scans seem to pick up. I mean, you, none of you have any super secret way of stowing anything, right? I do. I, uh, I did not. I didn't get the hollow arm upgrade. 
Yeah, I do. <laughs> uh, how many of those uh, upgrades that I uh, emailed about uh, is Amu allowed to have at this point? Uh, none yet. This comes pretty pretty recently. Ah, uh, pretty quickly thereafter. So no, you don't have it. No, no, no surgery on the self yet. Okay. <laughs> um, I just assume that uh, Quentin just like opens a, a slot and a bunch of firing pins come out. <laughs> <laughs> pew 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 pew, and a stack of rockets and some, you know, chain oh. and, a, and a blade. The guards look completely nonplussed like they handle this thing every day. Uh, Amu will gesture to their uh, capture pole and liquidator. These medical equipment? No, sir. You're going to have to turn those over. We have (laughs) trained medical staff should any emergencies arise. Okay. First, uh, Minimal grumbling and grousing critic turns into his weapons too. Right, a freshum, rasum, freshum, rasum, pretty much. I have fresh in it. Ham ham, 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 ham. Alright. <laughs> ha ha ha. So uh at least from the, the main entrance point, it looks like their security is pretty pretty good. You detect a uh, little, you know, camera. There's cameras that they want you to see. Um there's probably other cameras that they don't want you to see, and possibly even uh, you get like a, a, a vaguely tingly sense, uh, Hecubino, of yeah. there being like a layer. You're walking where other mystics have done a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. You're not really sure what it is without studying it, but you can feel it. Okay. Well, if there is a a a, a stopping point, I, I I'll look into it. Okay, sure. Um, so just remind me when 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 you sure. uh, are paused for a second. Sure. Uh, so you're given your admittance and sent to a little uh, elevator um, and uh, kind of whisked off to. It seems a pretty pretty popular destination. You're not the only people coming in who have these sorts of invites. Um, so uh, you're actually there's like a little uh, elevators in this building work the way they do in. Uh, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, or Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, um, <laughs> where they can go in, in all different directions. Um, and uh, they are taking you to uh, the set for uh, the second fall. Um, incidentally, uh, anyone who wants to can make a culture check on that, the second vault. Ooh. Oh, and now that I think about it, Rodrigo, this would be a totally reasonable time for you to uh to try to make a mysticism Ooh, check i'm good at okay. those i rolled a 10 you know what i'm so not far rolling. nobody's rolling that well in the culture into roll 20 32 uh, there we go amu delivering for you and scritic okay i'm in scritic uh and so for hecubino for that 15 on mysticism, yeah, you can tell that there's uh, certainly wards that have been laid here. Um, they seem to be both, you know, reasonably powerful, but it's hard to make them huge. So you think that they're probably like alarms, things that trigger off of violence sure. or theft, things like that. Or teleports. Yep, yep. 
it definitely seems to be, uh, you know, more like alerts than preventative measures in a lot Ooh. of this. But, um, yeah, as you, uh, make a few stops, you see some people get on and come off on this little, uh, elevator car, uh, and you're, you're in a massive, like cathedral slash bank slash corporate skyscraper. Uh, so people are, are going for, you know, they're getting loans. There's an Abadar Corp, uh, corporate store here where people are shopping. Um, there's all sorts of like contracts being signed, but you guys just whiz right by that because you are headed to the second vault, which gets me to the culture check. The culture check, uh, the second vault is, uh, a reference to one of Abadar's titles, the master of the first vault. Uh, it's being presumptuous and extreme to name anything uh, in this plane. The mm -hmm. first vault, they've evidently taken the slightly less pompous name for this location. Um, the first vault is where, you know, supposedly in religious lore, uh, Abadar collects like the first items of each of their kind that ever existed. Ooh. And uh, when you get to the second vault itself, you see that uh, second vault productions, it is uh, evidently a massive theater. Uh, there is it's a a live studio audience slash congregation, uh, and it takes up you know several floors worth of this this. Uh, tower, um, which is a ridiculously opulent use of space on Absalom Station. It must be extremely expensive as to do this here as opposed to uh, on a planet. So, in any case, it's a massive theater. Uh, it holds, you know, a few thousand people. Um, and uh, there's lots of flying little camera uh, robots. Um, some less sophisticated than Quentin, others looking like uh, more his peers, or perhaps even, dare I say, upgraded models. How dare you? Uh, and uh, so you know that while this holds a few thousand people, uh, that would pale in comparison to the audience that could watch from all over the galaxy. The stage itself is inlaid with white marble imported from who knows where. Uh, bright lights shine at the podium altar, and hollow screens give mild instructions to the crowd, uh, which seems to be poised at the edge of their seats, waiting with bated breath for the main event. You guys evidently have uh, special invitations, uh, far beyond those of the, the average attendee, and are given backstage access. Hmm, we're special. Mm -hmm. um, there's a flurry of activity as you see, you know, producers uh, and stagehands and lighting experts, um, sound people, uh, all, all moving and doing, about, uh, doing their job. There's a, a low-key uh, presence of security but um if you're uh, you you see a handful of 
the, the same kind of uniform guards that you've seen in the building. Um, and then the really clever of you uh, will uh, pick out a few people in the crowd who are uh, undercover uh, security as well. Sure. Um, you get to wait in uh, one of the uh, wings and uh, pretty soon uh, after you, you get there, after you know this flurry of activity, uh, an android approaches you. Uh, they are quite tall, uh, approximately two and a half meters or just over eight feet tall, and they seem wire thin. Uh, they're clearly of a different line and likely manufacturer uh, than Bob, as their dermal plates are completely different style and material. Their dermis is a shiny black with gold accents uh, and sometimes transparent so you can see the whirring gears, lights on the circuit boards, and organic biofluids conveying neuro-nanites from one part of their body to another. Again, it's in the style of a business suit, uh, but those of you with engineering note that this is definitely also body armor. Uh, it's all integrated. Uh, they have four arms uh, and their hands uh, end in long spindly uh, fingers with six fingers on each of them. Their face is narrow, impassive, and is wearing just a hint of a condescending smile. Uh, they're wearing sleek, ultra-modern eyeglasses, and they don't have any obvious, and therefore gauche, infosphere or AR enhancements, so it's possible that these are simply to look cool. Uh, if that's the case, it's giving them this corporate lackey slash mean librarian vibe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and they are surrounded by infosphere projections, a changing number. Uh, though always at least half a dozen of holographic displays that they seem to glance at cursorily and twitch a hand or an eyebrow and the screen scrolls or moves or vanishes uh, only to be replaced with another screen. Uh, it's hard to tell what they're looking at exactly, uh, but it seems varied, like financial statements, major media broadcasts, contracts with all manner of affiliates and subcontracting firms. And even, you see on one of them, an old Drifters episode. Old the, as in this season or old as in like old seasons? Old seasons. Okay. Um, and they approach you, uh, clearing some space of the, the hollow screens. Greetings, Team Lizard Brain. My name is Aurea. I am Archdirector Souljet's executive assistant. Anything you need from him, I will be the one to provide it for you, at his direction, of course. I also keep his schedule. He's a very busy man. He wishes to speak with you after the broadcast. Okay. Please uh. stay within and uh, uh, he gestures with one of his hands and they they make a little um, the floor has lighting panels and he basically draws a little square uh, that's you know plenty of room for you guys to stand in but not enough for you to really get in the way 
um, please stay within the designated area. Here in the Church of Abadar, we obey the rules. Right. Sure. Uh, thanks. Of course. Like, thanks for, for having us. Right. Yes, well, it was Arch Director Soljet's invitation. Well, Great. thank him for us. Yeah. Hmm. You'll have the opportunity yourself. And with that, uh, they stride away fairly unpleasantly. Can I do um, a oh, can ahead. I do a probe of um, wireless security here? Mm-hmm. Go ahead and make a computer check. Yep. Uh, Twenty. Uh, you can tell that um, it's very good. Can I case the joint for physical security? Yeah. Let's see. What kind of check would that be? How about? Maybe perception. All righty. Ooh, 29. Uh, 29. Again, you know, this is a theater. Um, so you're guessing, you know, it's got to have a, several exits and crowd maintenance things. There's stuff for fires or, you know, uh, toxic gas or anything like that. That's all just built into the building. Um, the security guards, you know, they're positioned at, at decent intervals such that, you know, if somebody made some sort of attempt or something like that, they would probably jump on you pretty quick. And then in the lighting fixtures, you suspect that there's uh, lasers that could be manned remotely or from within the the, the tower somewhere else um, that could probably pinpoint fire with, with really good accuracy. Um, to avoid uh, any other casualties to target anybody. Um, so, you know, they're the I guess the weakest point would be these terminals uh, that people are working on, um, but there are people working on them and security guards overlooking them and cameras on them and, and, and. So, pretty good. Good to know. Not, not necessarily, you know, impossible to defeat by any standard, but they've they've you know nor would it be trivial to either hack into this place uh, using a remote hack or or physically all right uh so uh you uh see you know there's there's the podium altar and the lights are kind of focused on it um and there's like a curtain in the back uh the main colors are gold and, and white, um, sometimes blue, sometimes black. Um, but it's it's definitely a uh, room that encourages, well, celebrates. How about that? Celebrates uh, wealth and prosperity. And uh, it kind of has that warm glow to it. Um, Almost as if prosperity was its gospel. Mm. <laughs> oh, I've got a treat for you. Oh boy, oh, no. I can't wait. So, uh, the the attendance, the the audience, uh, is ready and waiting, and the hollow screens, 
um, quiet them down. The lights dim and focus more on the stage. Um, there's a hum of activity uh, around you, um, but uh, it, it all kind of settles down as you see uh, the the stream is about to begin the sermon and recording. And stepping onto the stage uh, opposite you, uh, from the other side, that is, you see him enter the light. Uh, you see Eon Souljet, and suddenly you remember exactly who he is. You've seen this face before. Uh, you, you maybe not put it, you know, his name to it, but very familiar. He's human. He's tall and fit. Neither old nor young, really, either. Uh, he's got perfectly coiffed blonde hair, uh, skin that's a golden tan, and bright white eyes, wide eyes with gold irises. He's wearing Abadar investments, which are primarily white, uh, but with a, a tasteful gold trim. Uh, but they're a newer style than you've seen elsewhere. Not the traditional, overly heavy kind, but a, a sleek and fashionable and expensive kind that are more form-fitting and and they kind of hint at an informality, um, though they're still clearly uh, Abadarn. But it's his smile that you remember. His teeth are brilliant white, with just a little bit of pearlescent shimmer to them. They're straight and a little large, actually, just a tiny bit larger than average. So he he just flashes this grin, and the whole crowd goes wild. He has the look of someone's older, more successful brother who wants to put an arm around their shoulder and gesture expansively to the stars while explaining how the galaxy really works to them. I hate him so much. Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming. As always, I want to start today's sermon with a little story I heard recently. A good friend of mine, a deacon, who also follows Abadar, was asked to perform a service by a parishioner. The parishioner, an elderly woman, asked him, can you perform the funeral service for my pet Tashtari, my little laser wolf? He always loved his toys, and I think if he spent eternity with Abadar, the master of the first vault, he could have anything he wanted. He was such a good boy. The deacon said to the woman, I'm sorry, we don't perform rites for pets. And she replied, well, what am I supposed to do with the 10,000 credits we were going to donate to the church then? And the deacon said, oh, I didn't realize he was part of Abadar's VIP program. Very important pet. What did you say his name was again? Let me get those forms taken care of. And the whole crap, crowd laughs and applauds. Everybody, you know, buys the whole thing uh, hook, line, and sinker. Thank you to everyone who has come to spend your time with us today. Whether you are here in the physical realm via our Infosphere partners, like the Permatemp Agency, enrolled in our PAC-mandated credit counseling class, or watching in one of our missionary crushes in the outer worlds, just learning about civilization for the first time, Abadar welcomes all. Now, I'm going to say something controversial. It might get me in some trouble, and you're all going to disagree with me at first, but stay with me. There is no such thing as poverty. There's no such thing as poverty. I can hear you, you say it now. But Ian, 
I don't have very much. I don't have a lot of credits. I have bills. I have debt. I am poor. Don't tell me poverty doesn't exist. Your blood is boiling. Your viscous fluids are streaking down your ocular stalks. Several of your hearts are pumping. You're so mad with me right now. But let me ask you this. Does it count as poverty if you choose it? Are you poor if you choose it? Well, now again, you're saying this isn't a choice, but stay with me. If it's a choice, if, then does it count? I say no. Teach their own. I have no problem if that's the lifestyle you choose, but then it is just that, a lifestyle choice. Okay, so again, fine, fine, you say, but how is it a choice? Well, let me ask you another question. When was the last time you invested in yourself? When did you do something to make yourself better? Make your life richer? Did you start a business or build something? Did you take a self-improvement course on the infosphere? Are you attending one of our order of numbers financial classes? Have you tithed to Abadar? When you don't invest in yourself, what do you think that says to everyone else? Employers. Lenders, love interests, even the gods themselves, they all see you. How little you're willing to devote, and they say, well, if they aren't going to take a chance on themselves, why in the galaxy should I? It can seem hard, but what's harder? Scrabbling at a workaday job for every last credit? Then looking back at your life and saying, I never caught my break. It was all just luck and my number never got called. Abadar never helped me any, never showed up with that prosperity I hear so much about. That person is the one who complains they never won the lottery, but they never bought themselves a ticket. Abadar always pays back, with interest, all that is paid to him. Now, speaking of the lottery, let's get on to a crowd favorite part of the show. The Megalotto Billion Credit Drawn. Oh, Bob never- starts clapping. Oh yeah, everybody's going wild at that. Uh, what is the what are the rest of you? Oh, Vangi looks at Hector and he's like, "No, I didn't even buy a ticket." Rolling my eyes. Yeah, Hecubino is like, just like, scoots a little closer to Vangi and is like, "It's a racket." Oh. Never forget, the odds may be against you. But the Most High God is with you. A massive golem strides out onto stage, towering over Soljet at maybe 20 feet tall. It's got huge armored plates, all gleaming gold and platinum and silver, with a massive symbol of Abadar, a golden key with glorious city inside the, the, the bow. It reaches out and with its other arm and grabs the uh, curtain behind uh, the podium and pulls it down dramatically uh, to reveal a massive uh, vault door, the side, uh, the size of uh, the, the whole stage. Uh, it reaches towards this vault uh, with its key arm mechanically transforming its arm twists and configures with innumerable microchip-laden teeth interlocking 
in their counterparts in the vault door. Lasers are shooting from it, emitting encrypted data to embedded receivers. And the sheer strength of the golem itself, along with all of these, is pushing the massive tumblers within the vault. And the vault is designed in such a way that you can actually see this. After all this, from the vault, roll out six glyph-covered balls about the size of your hand in solid gold. The golem takes its other hand and picks them up one by one and reads them in a loud, booming voice. 48. Alpha. Delta. Olaf. Rish. So the golem finishes reading off uh, the the last uh, glyph uh, ball and uh, Eon resumes uh, his uh, rightful place at center stage and says, Now, through the divine wisdom of our patron, Abadar, we had foreseen who was going to win. And so we will cut to them right now, wherever they are in the galaxy. Our crew is waiting just outside your door. And uh, they cut to um, the, some, the, the big screens all, all change to uh, a crew uh, showing up outside a, a woman's uh, little hovel on some faraway planet. Um, and an elderly uh, human woman uh, greets the, the a whole prepped crew. Um, who's knocking on uh, her uh, shanty door. Um, and you see that she is raising, she, she, her place has dozens of young skittermander um, before they've mm-hmm. really matured um, and become more uh, fully sentient. They're just crawling all over her and over the furniture, and they've got their little belly worms out, and there's just like piles of food everywhere that they're eating from, and they're kind of knocking things over. And uh, if if smell o vision was a thing, you you would not want to go into her little hovel. Um, it, but uh, she she's you know quite elderly, but she's dancing excitedly, as you can see uh, from her infosphere. Uh, projection she's been watching along and realizes that she's won the megalotto billion credit drawing uh the the little camera crew asks her you know what are you going to do with your your credits what are you going to do with your winnings and she um says well i've always wanted to 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 travel so i think i'll uh i think i'll buy one of those spaceships that need smaller spaceships to dock with it and then i'll give lots of my 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 young ones their own little spaceship with a few million credits for play and then i i think i'll become a tycoon myself that's what abadar would always want right and they they are excitedly greet her and then they it seems like the uh well for for a random uh, drawing from a lottery, they, the producers seem very well equipped to uh, talk about this woman and her life and uh, interview people, and they have materials ready to go. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Eon Soljet uh, is striding off the stage in your direction. 
uh, and uh, the the lights have dimmed as you know the audience is watching the same thing that would be broadcast to everybody else. Uh, uh, he walks over uh, directly to you and uh, striding out of nowhere in the darkness is Aria as well, and uh, they approach uh, you know right at his right hand side, um, and Eon uh, comes up. He he walks right over to to uh, to Vangi and Hecubino and I'll be like, oh, Team Co Captains, Hecubino, Vangi, oh, Skritic, I I really like your uh, your gumption. You you're you're gonna be a crowd favorite, I can tell. Quentin, we shouldn't have let you go. You're a good employee of uh, Extreme. Ah, uh, well, I'm 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 happy for you, Bob. Ah, oh, it's an honor. It's an honor. It's so Bob's shaking his hands vigorously. Oh yeah, he he does the the two handed vigorous shake. Yeah, Bob uh, does the same too. Ah, uh, I really liked watching your race. All the 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 mechanics. You know, I I can't do that, but watching you do it, oh, so impressive. Amu, um, he kind of reaches out with his hands. Uh, you you realize he's actually learned a human approximation of a Rakrichi. Uh, greeting. They don't really shake hands. They do other things uh, with their their coral. Uh, but he kind of holds out his hands as in a similar vein. Um, do you take them? Amu will return with the same actually cultural the Amu's cultural greeting, uh, taking the hands in the same way uh, while also trying to mimic the giant smile that Eon has had the entire time. Right. This is terrifying, by the way. Yeah, I would imagine that looking like a coral monster about to devour me. Probably. Uh, Amu especially tried to move the appropriately colored uh, coral to mimic the teeth. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Amu, I'm glad you keep this whole group together. And I really admire how you've taken in other creatures on board. That's, that's a generous spirit. That's going to take you far. Right this way, everybody. Team Lizardbrain, let's huddle up. Uh, and he's taking you uh, to a little green room backstage. Except it's a gold room. Right. That tracks. Oh, would you like uh, water or fizzy water? Or you, you know, you name it. Uh, I'll take uh, sure. fizzy water. That's that sounds like fun. Yeah, there's some comfortable uh, little couches and screens so that uh, Eon can stay apprised of uh, where the show's at. Um, there's like a little countdown clock. He only has a few minutes uh, to to talk to you before uh, he's back on. Thanks for coming all the way out here. I know you were busy. Uh, I can I can only imagine uh, that. You know, this has been a, a trying time for all of y'all, but I can tell that you're the kind that doesn't like to say give up. That's yeah, true. We don't like it. We're we're scrappy that way. We're determined uh, to succeed. Oh, that's just the spirit. You know, you gotta you gotta believe in yourself if you want to get far. And so I can tell that you know any investment we made in you. Well, that's going to pay itself right off. I, I can I can tell. I've got a nose for these things. It kind of taps his nose. Well, now, 
this uh this what is it again Aria? redemption run sir ah yes this redemption run that's uh that's a clever take uh were you were you inspired by season 15 I mean, I know they did this kind of wild card business in 13 through 18, but I think the 15, that penultimate episode, that's the one I'm thinking of uh, that really uh, stands out. The rest of them I could I could take or leave. But 15, there was some real drama there. Oh, yeah. You really know your drifters, sir. Oh, I, I've watched every drifters episode many times. It's, it's a personal favorite. That's why we uh, invested in it. Right, right. I think but, it uh, sends a good message, too, to the young people. You know, that there's a, there's a wildness of space out there, and you, too, can come from anywhere and succeed. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we came from, from nothing, so we, we hope to really embody that message by, by getting rich. Absolutely. You know, I, you two are, uh, well... Mangie, I know you're literally from the Orphanarium on Akaton, is that right? Uh, yeah, we, we, we both are. Oh, heck, you know you as well? Man, that must have been tough. That must have been tough. Oh, sure. Um, you know, you, uh, you start out just uh, working, and then you just kind of try to find a way out of the situation, you know? I do know, and I am so happy for you. Bob, similarly... I know that you're in a lot of debt. I'm hoping that, uh, well, you know, this can can help with that. It's unfortunate the the whole uh, android indenture issue. Not one. Uh, it's a it's a tangled, knotty web, and it's it's goes back. Uh, I'm sure hundreds of years. But uh, I I feel deep sympathy for you, and I admire your your industry. Oh, thank thank you, thank you so much. Uh, I know that. Uh, we're going to work really hard and, and, uh, I know with, with your blessings, one day we can overcome all of this. Uh, excellent. I, excellent. I'm guessing it's hard to read their expression, but, but how is his, uh, Android assistant, uh, his, look when he starts talking about that? His Android assistant adopts a single pose of like glaring at you guys somewhat condescendingly and protectively, um, and does not change their expression at all. Um, Anyone who wants to can can make a sense motive check. Sure. Uh, I'll look over at my. Uh, I'll look over at my my Android brethren. <laughs> and get a and get a five. <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah, I have not rolled above like a six today. Yep. Ooh, I just rolled a nine. That's like a six upside. Oh, never down. mind. I rolled a, rolled a seven earlier. Uh-oh. All right. So uh, unless anybody else wants to try, um, those results will tell you. Um, so the five, uh, all you learn uh, by uh, gauging um, uh, Aria's uh, reactions, Bob, is that they are definitely a different make and model and do not react to things the same way uh, you do. Okay. Um. For uh, Hecubino, you had a 19, and then Quentin had an 18. Um, for your sense motive checks, uh, you can tell uh, something about both um, Eon Soljet 
and his executive assistant, Aria. Uh, for Aria, uh, you can't read them at all. They're just completely impassive. Sure. Um, you think like your your check was good enough to know that you didn't come within 10. Right. Um, the, it must just be really hard for uh, for um, them to, you know, some androids have more affect and some have less. This one seems to have a, a very set in stone affect. Mm -hmm. And uh, as for Ian Soljet, um, he, he does seem legitimately exuberant. Um, you know, he's either, well, but the thing is, you can also tell he's an excellent actor. Um, so if he, he, you know, everything he said could be a lie, but he, he, if he's that good a liar, he commits to the bit pretty well. Sure. Um, can I try and tell if like he's wearing anything magical or if he has any sort of like magical auras or anything? Yeah, sure. Um, do you, why don't you make a mysticism check? 17. Yeah, he's definitely wearing magical, several layers of magical protections. Okay. He's got a pendant. His rings are magical. You think the robes are magical. Um, you can actually tell that there's like a little circlet uh, he's wearing. That that's, uh, well, that might be Magitech. Like, you know, it has sure. some cyber elements to it as well. So, uh, again, I'm really excited about this idea. I think the way it's going to work, if it's going to work, you have to have the backings of one of the, the, the big dogs. And by that, I mean, well, none other than Team Electrum. Okay. Um, the most so biggest team of all time. Now, they carry big weight. They say it goes, it's going to go. Now, fortunately for you, I just so happen to be very good friends with them, and I can kind of ask them to do this as a favor. So, I'm just going to need you all to sign back up. We've gone ahead and uh, updated your contracts accordingly. Uh, Aria can can oversee all the details here. They're going to take uh, over for uh, who was it, Aria? Crystal Wiles, sir. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure she's, uh, she's a fine, uh, low-level uh, operative. But um, your main point of contact is going to be Aria going forward, and uh, he'll get you, or they'll get you squared away with all the uh, appropriate contracts. And we're going to get this going. We're going to make it happen. And I think you'll find it's going to work out to everyone's best interest. Oh, okay. Um, so we'd be like uh, sponsored for the race by Team Electrum. Well, more like Team Electrum's going to weigh in on your social media campaign, and that's okay. gonna that that is going to excite some people, and sure, of course, sure. some sponsors and and so on. So they're going to be uh, kind of the sponsors of the race themselves. Well, okay. Well, sure. we'd have to. I feel like we should talk to our existing sponsors. We really don't want to um, 
make them upset. They they, they invested a fair bit of money in. Uh, oh, our oh of course, of course, of course. You can uh, you can maintain your existing sponsorship deals. That's uh, that's no nothing against that. That's fine. Um, well, can, can we have some some time to 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 look over the the contract? Oh, uh, <laughs> sure. I didn't realize any of you were uh, legal scholars, but but of course you you can you can have that. Unfortunately, your time is more limited by attention. As soon as the next race happens, you're out of time, and so am I, for that matter. Oh, gotta go. Uh, Oria can help you out with everything else. It's so nice meeting y'all. Uh, very nice meeting you too. I'll uh put a um I'll put a hand on Quentin and be like uh you're going to be okay with uh, new management and I'll just I- initiate a brain contact and then I'll be yeah. like okay uh try and get through as much of this uh reading as you can and spot if there are any uh any issues all right um, so Aurea kind of dismissively waves over one of the glyphs, which unravels into, uh, the contract. You can, um, so the contract's very easy to, to sign and, you know, initial and all of that, uh, though it does require their sign off as well. Um, meaning, uh, it won't be valid until you, like, if you, you, you'll have to like basically turn it back in. You can, you know, kind of like DocuSign, uh, send it to them sure. via the infos- Infosphere, but. Has to be notarized. Um, anything like obvious? Well, so like, it's. Like we're selling our souls. It's 7,000 pages long. Okay. <laughs> and it's in extreme legalese. So, um, first of all, you think that this is more binding than your existing contract, Quentin. Let's do a control F soul, just let's see if there's any. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, it's it's very difficult to parse. If you want to attempt it, Mm -hmm. uh, that's fine. You can do so. with so there's there's a a culture check will get you the gist of it Mm -hmm. uh to to find things like legal loopholes that's going to be a profession check what profession lawyer barrister yeah Yeah. Hmm. space lawyer what about diplomacy Mm -mm. come on (laughs) no interacting with lawyers is part of diplomacy Wait a minute. You're not you're interviewing right. with a lawyer. You're, yeah, you're not with a contract. You're not negotiating right. a contract. I'm going to try a culture check and see if I can parse anything that immediately says that, you know, our chattel and body parts are going to be sold. Uh, cool. Go I'll for do. It. I'll do whatever this stupid system's version of in another is. <laughs> yeah, I get a plus two. That makes it a thirty-one. Well, if uh, if Hecubino successfully Hecubino assess with nothing. his culture check. I believe in you, check. Rodrigo. Uh, okay. You know, try not able to, able to assist with the culture check. Forty-six. Oh yeah. As you guys are discussing it, so oh, boy. yeah, you have a uh, 
you have a pretty good sense of, uh, you know, what this commits you to, um, which is, first of all, you'd be back on Drifters. Um, mm-hmm. And you'd have to go through this whole special uh, redemption run, etc. Um, all of the standard safety exclusions uh, from from episode two uh, still apply. All of that you're, you're still, you know, all the risks are your own. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, there's an an extra several layers deep on this one. Uh, it seems to care way more about possible future um, uh, future seasons and like committing you like, you know, you'd be the the group of you would be locked in like, yeah, we could come to there's a whole section about um, uh, agreeing for how to part ways with one member of the crew and bring on other members of the crew. And you'd have to consult with uh, Second Vault Productions on any crew changes um you'd have to consult with second vault productions for future sponsors they reserve the right to go into negotiation with your sponsors um and uh they get like a basically a first right of refusal as additional sponsors so like if you were to to ask for for more money they are the ones you have to go to first um they set you up with corporate credit cards, Abadar Black, naturally, the, the top of the line. Um, they, you'd have to agree to attend, you know, and some of these vary depending on, like, lots of things are built in based off of, like, if your race is successful, then you must commit to, you know, X appearances yep. uh, to promote the next race at, you know, whatever things we tell you to go promote it at. You know, there's certain, there's whole uh, social media contact, uh, conduct standards that have to be obeyed. I wanna... um, you basically have, yeah, you basically have to turn over all of your personal information and accounts such that they can see them and have access to them. And, you know, for most of the outward facing, like social stuff, infosphere stuff, you'd have to have uh, the company be able to do things in your name. Um and that's just the stuff for what's worth. There's like, think, imagine more things along sure. those lines. That's what you get from skimming it, assuming you understand, like, you're like, I, I'm pretty sure that I know that this is what the contract wants me to think that it's about. But there were literally pages and pages and pages and pages I could not parse at all and had to skip. Um, I don't, I like, I literally don't know what they were about. They made reference to legal concepts that I have no frame of reference for, and the there is not a an online, uh, you know, Infosphere Wikipedia for that stuff that it, I can easily search. Um, so, a very was... a very good result, but very unclear if there's like this does not tell you if there are loopholes or if there are other things you're committing yourself to explicitly. Yeah, um, do we, is there anything about, um, basically about Rain, about whether we can continue to retain her as a coach kind of thing? Um, so I'll say with that 31, you are able to tease out that basically, um, 
going forward, you know, from the point of you signing a contract, first of all, the contract is with all of you and Second Vault Productions. Um, and Rain is not a party to that contract. So she has no protected status, right? She's not, sure. she gets no benefit and she has no um, uh, obligation. You guys, in your relationship to Rain, while well, she would likely be considered like additional staff, which Second Vault would need to vet and approve all of. If she were to have any sort of formal role, I, it, you know, I guess you could talk to her informally. The contract doesn't seem to explicitly prevent you from doing that, um, but certainly she would not be a coach unless that was amended later. What, uh, what benefits are we getting from this? Is it just oh money? tons? Yeah. I mean. It's credits. You get credits just for appearing. Mm-hmm. Um, you get, uh, you know, again, the, the sponsorship deals they're talking about uh, in terms of like what they have rights to to uh, offer you go all the way up to the creme de la creme, best of the best sponsorship they offer, which is the Abadar Black credit card sponsorship, where mm-hmm. um, that's what like Team Electrum has. Uh, and uh, it's insanely lucrative. Hmm. Okay. Um, However, I but, believe that if we don't execute this contact precisely, we're going to be at war with Castroville. Mm-hmm. We've always been at war with Castroville. Um, <laughs> the document also makes... There's... Yeah. So anyway, that's actually, I'm going to say, pretty much all you learned with culture. Hmm. Uh, is there anything mystically binding about this contract? Yes. You think it is okay. a mystically binding contract. Okay. Can I try to suss out what what falls off if uh, you break it? Why don't you make a mysticism check? Okay. Uh, 19. Um, at the very least, some form of gesh. Uh, it, it likely... It seems likely to you that this contract can physically hurt you. Mm-hmm. It's a little unclear exactly how. It's making reference to other documents, you think, but you don't really know because you're not a lawyer. Right. I mean, I, I know I'm not actually making these checks, um, but having seen it, like, kind of actually activate. Um, how similar to what went down in that bar? It doesn't look. I mean, so the the problem is you have no basis of comparison, right? Like this is just a right. you know magical techno document. Um, that was the effect of something. So you you really don't know. This isn't saying this isn't you know waving around a big red flag and saying. I'm an evil contract. Um, it's just a, a contract contract, but you also can't really. So how would you know? But all contracts are evil. <laughs> At least a little bit. Um, but they're lawful evil, so that's helpful. Um, so, uh, yep. After sitting down and flipping through it for a while, uh, Hecubino and, you know, getting 
uh, conferring with everybody who's uh, looked into it. You'll be like, well, it looks like a big upgrade for us uh, in exchange for the some of the freedoms that we still had with our other contract. Um, this also locks us in for uh, future seasons, which for some of us, that's probably a yay. Uh, for some of us, that's probably a boo. Um, and uh, it is mystically binding. So at the very least, some kind of key brand is going to manifest on your forehead or something like that if we break it. Maria uh, will um, note some things going on on the stage and will glance at you all dismissively and leave um, the room. Uh, evidently to go deal to be there when Ian uh, Soljet requires something. Is there a way to use the uh, magical witch weird juice to not be bound by this contract? Hmm. Uh, the uh, witch warper? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. No problem. The witch weird is Baracus, the right, he's a met, little you know? forearm, forearm guy. Yep. Yep. Um, but yes, uh, you could. You could certainly. Uh, you know, if you if you uh, trust uh, that uh, witch warper um, more than you trust this contract. Yeah. The 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 potion you got from uh, Zem. Mm-hmm. Would that be something that we could do later? I'm guessing it's no, like, it's like no, a single no. shot, right? You would need to do that now. Okay. Now mm. and sign. Wouldn't that also only protect one of us? Yeah. No, there's enough in there for there's enough in there for all of you. You just need to drink it all real quickly. <laughs> it's also like our best shot at getting at the console. Well, this will get us back on the game. Do do we think we can get back on the game if we don't sign this? Like, do we do? Do you think he's telling the truth there? Well, if we don't sign this, they're going to actively be working against us. So that almost certainly doesn't get us back in the game. I don't think I need the contract to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But if we uh, if we use the magic juice, we might be able to only somewhat be on this contract. And they probably wouldn't know. Although I don't know anything about Witch Warper magic. That's just, uh, I guess, from me staring at this bottle a lot. <laughs> well, I'm willing to roll the dice, I guess. Yep. The way uh, I see it... Will, by the way, um, so, uh, Hecubino. Yes. Make a quick wisdom check. Boy. Yeah, there you go. So we're going to travel back in time just a few minutes to when Aria left the room. And then uh, Hecubino had the idea of uh, subtly touching Vangi and getting her to touch the next person in line and so on, um, such that this whole conversation has been in your mind. Oh, yeah. So that listening devices aren't picking it up. Yep. The many aforementioned cameras. Okay. The magic juice comes from a source that's not necessarily all that trustworthy, but 
these guys are not all that trustworthy and they're the management. So I'm inclined to trust them even less. Yeah, I also think at the point that uh, that Zem gave us her stuff, she really didn't have anything to, to gain by hurting us. Yeah. Other than maybe just petty revenge. Yeah, but she seemed more in the market for redemption than that. Yeah. Okay. Suppose that's true now. So does it seem reasonable that we can uh, each take a glug and then sign the contract and will exist in some sort of like quantum yes no signage? <laughs> that's all. Make a toast to our new contract. Schrodinger's signature. Yeah, to to the big times. Yeah. You guys say that aloud as you yep. Yep, pour Pass from this. this. Yep. Yep. You drink the uh witch warper uh potion that at least according to their uh, last words with you, they spent a good deal of their life uh coming up with. Uh, and hope that this was the one situation that they had in mind. Um, and uh, Aria it comes back just in time as you finish uh, signing, looks over um, and affixes uh, their seal, which is um, exceedingly complex and uh, just very beautiful. It's more like... Uh, electronic calligraphy uh than uh than a, a signature and um you can feel something settling in and it's either the magic of the contract or it's that potion in your belly or it's both uh so as as you uh guys have posted to your future at drifters the uh, audience goes wild for uh, Eon Souljet uh, here at Second Vault Productions. And that is where we will end things for Oh, tonight. man. Kevin, I can understand why you are not on the social media. <laughs> However, listeners, you can send us an email, podcast at majorspoilers.com. Always good times. Always good times. What's going to happen next? I don't know. Maybe you will when you tune in next week. On and, critical uh, hit. Find out what's what's going on. Or maybe if you're a patron, uh, you can listen to next week's episode right now. If you're not already listening to next week's episode right now. That's one of the perks. When you become a silver member or higher over at patreon.com slash major spoilers. And really, this show is sponsored 100% by our fans over at Patreon. So if you want to have this show continue, if you enjoy all the shows that we're doing at Major Spoilers, if you want to see more games in the future on Critical Hit, then sign up today, patreon.com slash major spoilers. And uh, for everybody who becomes a patron this month, here's hoping all of your dice rolls are critical hits. This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.